Hi there, my name is Garrett Ainsworth. I'm the CEO and President of District Metals Corp. We're an explorer and developer in South Central Sweden in the Bergslagen district, uh, looking for uh, high-grade polymetallic deposits. We're focused on our flagship property, which is called Tom Tebow. Uh, we also have two other advanced stage exploration properties uh, that we recently acquired. And we continue to progress those along. Garrett, lovely to see you. Uh, so at the end of May, beginning of June, I think. How have you been? All good? Excellent. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, that is around the time that our phase one drill results first yeah. started coming out. And, uh, you know, they're, they're quite good. A lot's happened uh, since that, that point in time that we talked. Uh, we've, we started our phase two drill program in early October, acquired two, two new projects uh, that they close in October, so yeah, it's been it's been a busy time. It, it, it has. Like, um, I saw press release. Uh, you've raised some money at a time where your shares are at fifty percent of what they were when we last spoke. Why do it now? Yeah, so I mean, they've it's been a, a rough summer fall, and um, you know, leading into the end of this year in conferences, I was told by a number of people that you know we're going to need to finance in in January and. and you know, as you approach that time that everyone's expecting, it, it can get uh, even worse for the share price. So, I mean, we we still have, you know, about 2.6 million in the treasury. Well, when all the bills are paid from the phase two, we'll have, you know, 1.3 million. But, uh, you know, that's obviously enough to keep going, but not to do a significant drill program. So the decision was made to strike now also because there was some you know, good good interest from some funds, uh, some new funds into the district story. So, we um, we made a fairly fairly quick decision to move on this financing that we announced today. Yeah. So, and well, it's it's a tough one, as you say. You know, is it, you know, is there, is there ever a right time? Ideally, when your share price is you know sky high, but if you're in a position where you're kind of getting up towards the you know the 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 the, the timing doesn't work in your favor, it's problematic. Give, give me some upside. Did you get some good shareholders in? Were you able to bring in people that you wanted to? Were you able to take some people out? Or is it just a case of, we just need the money now and let's just make this thing happen? No, it, it's been very well thought out, you know, through through the virtual conferences that, that we've had, making, uh, you know, bringing the story to new funds. Um, our existing uh, shareholders and, and funds are, are very supportive. And, you know, we've been communicating with them. Uh, all of our results you know, quite, quite some detail, but, uh, it wasn't a knee jerk reaction. Um, you know, we've, we've been circling around with, with these new groups for, for quite some time. And, you know, the idea was not to, not to let it get to the point of having to be a knee jerk reaction, which is very important. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess it's getting more important what you do with it. Uh, we, I get the two uh, acquisitions. I want to talk about those in the second, but we, we better talk about Tom Tebow, okay? Going going through the press release, you've been busy, lots of drill results coming out. I'm, but I have to say this, I'm not actually quite sure what I'm meant to be looking at, because one minute we're talking copper, next we're talking silver, we're talking zinc. I know it's a polymetallic, but I, I, I'm trying to understand how I value you. How do I compare you? What's, what's the best? How do you do it? Yeah, that and that's a great question, Matt. And it's one uh, that I, I've shifted on because you know, talking in zinc equivalent, silver equivalent, copper equivalent, it, it still can be quite confusing. Um, I mean, our main our main target is, uh, is zinc and silver, which is the you know the best analogy to that is Leiden's Garpenberg mine, 
which is 25 kilometers to the to the southeast of us. And uh, I mean, I'll actually I can I'll share my screen here sure. and bring up uh, right. That's fine. Before you get stuck into oh, nice numbers, good. Uh, before you do, what's so special about Garpenberg Mine? What, what, what's it done? Why should we be looking at that and going, oh, that's quite a good analog? So, yeah, Garpenberg's actively operated by Bleeden. It is a gigantic polymetallic uh, deposit. And, uh, you know, it almost shut down in the 1990s. And uh, our technical advisor, Rodney Allen, you know, he led the team that made some key discoveries uh, that uh, took it to a tier one asset for them. And, you know, to have that 25 kilometers away from us, we've got the same geology structure, mineralization styles as Garpenberg is, um, you know, you can't ask for a better uh, comparison or, or a better target to get to. Um, but talk, so, talk, talk to me about it in terms of scale is one thing economics or another. So it talks to me in dollar terms. Does this thing throwing off cash? Is you want to be like them because it throws off cash. Is that what you say? That that's that's key and it goes back to the confusing point of polymetallic. Um you know so what I've done on, on this slide, uh, I mean Bleeden's uh supplies amazing um you know data on on their operations. And uh, I mean last year at Gartenberg they produced three million tons um which in some you know, polymetallic districts, that's a deposit on its own. And they've mined that one year. And, you know, the grades here, silver, zinc, lead, gold, that's confusing. So, you know, by breaking that down into an in-situ value per ton, we come up with $165 per ton using these fairly low metal prices down at the bottom. And that's really to illustrate that even in depressed metal prices, that this mine is a cash cow for bleed. Uh, I mean, their OPEX is only $43 a ton. I should state this is in situ value. So there's no royalties tax um, that's being taken taken off of that. But um, I but mean, just, they're just, mining this just, down. Just, so, Garrett, yeah. so just for people listening on, on podcasts, of which there are many, about 53% of our audience, um, silver, you're using $15 an ounce. Gold, you're using $16.50 an ounce. Copper, $2.15 a pound. Zinc, 85 cents a pound. Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's true. It's truly, you know, you, you're the conservative, conservative numbers. So, uh, are you saying you're seeing distinct parallels in terms of the, the distribution of the commodities? Correct. Yeah. The distribution of metals that you see at, at Garpenberg, we're seeing those same distributions at, uh, at Tom Tebow. Which is which is pretty important, but I mean that that also comes with same you know similar geology and and alteration styles uh, to to Garpenberg as well. So where's Falun up? That's a historic mine, twenty five kilometers to the northwest. That's um, you know it's very gold copper rich and it's an unusual one. It's kind of a freak of nature in the sense of how big it is for for having the copper gold uh, feeder style zones. Right. So what else does this um, page tell us? I'm looking at the OPEX there at $43 a ton compared to 165 in situ a ton. That's nice. Yeah. So they are, I mean, they're clearing, uh, they're clearing a lot of money uh, at, uh, at Garpenberg and that's, that's using you know, depressed like metal prices. And it, I mean, the incredible part is that they're mining down at the 1400 meter level and they're able to do this. And it's, it's because it's, it's, you know, highly automated mine, 
you know, they're they're doing bulk tonnage. Three million tons is, is a huge operation. Their their plans for 2021 are to expand it to 3.5 million tons. So they're you know they're putting even more money into it. I mean, and their their mine cut off of thirty two dollars a ton. That's almost just like an ounce. Um, it's almost an ounce of silver per ton. So that's uh, that's a very very low cutoff to be to be mining, especially at that depth. Okay, so you, you think you can be like this, right? And what's the other number? They mine cut off 30, 32 bucks a ton. Okay, so I get I get I get a sense. You're, you're talking about you know con- contained metals, the thing that interests you. The, what whether it's you know you know similar similar to Garpenberg or there or thereabouts, it doesn't matter to you. You, you think that the value here is being able to replicate something like they have done. You are a twenty million dollar company today. You've raised a little bit of money. You're going to be able to advance this thing, you know, forward X months. And you're going to do step by step by step by step. How do you talk to the market and say, look, we are very clear about how we become a Garpenberg. And it's, well, what is it? Drill, drill, drill? Or is there, there more to it? It's, it's, it's definitely, yeah, getting that, that critical mass. But I should say, like, I mean, when, when you look at all the, you know, the global um, reserves, resources, production, it is, uh, you know, it's, it's above 200 million tons. When, when you put that all together, the sta- a standalone operation from our from our due diligence phase, um, a standalone operation in the Bergslagen um, is thought to sit at about 10 million tons. So that's not a very high bar to attain to to get a standalone type type operation. So um, I mean, we're the expectation isn't we don't have to find a, a Garpenberg, the twin of Garpenberg, in order to. Uh, to, to make it work, you can you can find something much smaller, and it uh, and it will work in this part of the world. It's because the infrastructure is so good, the cost of power is quite low. Um, there, there's a lot of things on your side. But 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 again, just to explain for me because I think you've helped me understand. I should not be hung up on whether you're talking one week about copper and the next about silver, etc. You're looking for these massive sulfides which contain lots of metals which are of significant value and you'll we'll get into the economics at some point. So right now we're saying uh, we should think like you do. Okay, get it. The thing that I, I need to next understand is how do you go about financing this thing through all the different stages without continuing to dilute your, your shareholders? Because at the, at the moment, 20 million market cap, share price 50% of what it was at the beginning of the year. What's what needs to happen next year for you, or what needs to happen as far as the market's concerned for you to get the recognition? Because the big numbers that you put out yesterday, that's fantastic, but you didn't get much of a reaction. Yeah, it, it jumped up to 30 cents, I, I believe, from 2024. It was pretty good. And then it, it cooled off at the end of the day, but it was a bad day in the market. So, um, and, and that really has been the story overall. It's been a, it's been a tough market um, to. For, to get any kind of um, share price appreciation, even with good good results, um, but I, I, what we need to do to to continue um, our upward trend is um, you know connect the dots and keep hitting this this style of mineralization, such as what we hit in hole twenty five, you know, which was fourteen point three meters of fourteen point two percent zinc equivalent on on that one. Um, so it, that that's the key is to keep connecting the dots and then you know get us closer to a resource estimation estimation stage 
um, so that we can show, you know what, here, here's some like concrete values that we have in situ in, in the ground. So how much more money are you going to need to spend to be able to put out a resource which is going to be of interest, not just put out resource for the sake of resource, but that you think is going to be meaningful and give people clues as to the sort of, you know, um, project that you have in front of you at Tom Tebow? Yeah, I, I mean, I wish it was such a linear um, trajectory that I, I could I could say exactly how many meters it would take us. But uh, I mean, it's very much results results based. Um, you know, we're going to do a phase three program. We haven't decided how many meters that's going to be exactly because we're we're still in our phase two right now. Um, so we're we're going to look at you know where where the meters are going to be concentrated. And um, yeah, I mean, if all goes well, we we could be in a position potentially to to put some sort of resource out late late uh, you know in twenty twenty two. But there's there's no guarantees behind that. Right. So it, it is drill, drill, drill. In which case, so the money that you've got takes you how far? I mean, I don't know how many drills are turning at the moment or what type of drills um, or what the plan is. Can you give me some sense of that? Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, we have two drills going at uh, Tom Tebow. The cost per meter all in is $300 Canadian uh, per meter. That covers everything. Um, so it's, you know, it's a relatively in the middle ground of, of costs globally, I, I would say. Um, so, you know, a 5,000 meter program, which is what we're doing in phase two, is about 1.5 million. And then you do your, your geophysical surveys, downhole electromagnetic surveys to pick up those conductive bodies. Um, so that's, you know, another, another $100,000, $150,000 or so. Um, but that's, that's the key thing is that, you know, we drill and we get, we get good results, but we're also using downhole electromagnetic surveys to see where, where we may have missed a massive sulfide body so that we come back and we can test that the conductive plate that's being modeled. And then we're also using, um, through Rodney Allen uses something called whole rock geochemistry. And it, essentially it's samples have been taken all the way down the hole in unmineralized rock. And it, it tells you where you are within the VMS system, what, what uh, geological unit, And then that helps pinpoint Well, we already know <clears throat> where the fertile uh, horizon is. But as we continue to you know, get, get this whole rock geochem back, we really get a, we delineate even better so we can be smarter with uh, you know, each subsequent drill hole. Okay, and so, so how many meters are in Tom Tebow uh, to date? By the end of phase two, it'll be 10,000, well, 10,600, okay. yeah. Okay, so, and, and all right, so you're gonna know a lot about that massive sulfide that you, you identified that, it's, it's, you know, that discovery is, um, but, you're going to have to do think phase three drilling to know more. Is there phase four? So, I mean, how massive sulfides are by definition large, but how much do you need to know about that one before you can put out a resource? Before you actually want to start putting some numbers on it, you know, because it's not easy to make discoveries, but they also need to know no. when to stop. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, spacing for an inferred uh, would likely be you know seventy five meters. To 100 meters, so that's uh, that's kind of a good metric to go by. Obviously, it can that can change based on the geologic uh, conditions uh, that, that you're encountering. But and then if you know, we would always start with an inferred. But if you were to move to an ind indicated, then your your drill spacing would be more in the order of 25, potentially to 50 meters if, if it's really strong continuity. Um, yeah. So we, I mean, 
we, we step out until we, we stop hitting and we stop seeing conductive plates further down dip. But, uh, you know, in this part of the world, the, these kind of deposits are quite often, they, they continue at depth. So we definitely have that on our side. Right. And, and so remind me what the end is. We have spoken before a couple times, but remind me, the, the, the end game here is what you're, you're a bunch of explorers, obviously. How, how far down the phases do you take it? Or are you just trying to prove it up to be interesting enough to someone else to take it over? Yeah. So, and, and again, that's part of the due diligence was identifying, you know, potential suitors for, you know, once, once we develop a project, are they there and are they in good financial shape? And the answers were, the answer was yes, with, you know, Belieden and Lundin being very active with their minds in the Bergslagen. Mm. So, you know, quite comfortable from, you know, exploration, discovery, uh, delineation up to like a PFS level. And, you know, at that point, it definitely is, is around a good time to, to look for a monetizing event, uh, for myself. That that's my strong suit. I mean, I, I, uh, if, if I had told you that I was going to bring this into production, then, uh, yeah, I, I would be very leery, Matt. I, I, I could probably push you on that one. Um, right. So, okay. So, obviously, you named a couple of players there. I mean, are there, are there others? Um, are there other examples where people, you know, have been uh, doing M and A? Would you think we're moving into a more M and A uh, phase in in the, with regards to metals and uh, acquisitions next year, rather than what we've seen this year, which has been a little bit muted. Well, I think with gold, absolutely, we're we're seeing you know increased M and A, uh, not really base metals, but that uh, you know that generally comes a little bit later. So it uh, there's definitely, I mean, we the Bergslagen's a small district. We we've talked to. Uh, Belieden, uh, you know, the, the key people there. And we've talked to Lundin as well. They're, they're starting to get more active on the exploration. They actually, Belieden dropped their exploration team in, in the Bergslag in, in 2017, completely dropped it. And now they're, they're in the process of, of rebuilding. So, and they're, they're quite curious as to, you know, what other people are doing. And, and so that's a, it's a good sign in terms when, you know, we're having a good dialogue with them. Right. Okay. And um, just tell me a little bit about these these acquisitions. Um, uh, Groove Burgett and I'm going to massacre this. Svarzo. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. So Svarzo is Svarzo, uh, Lake. Okay. Good. Yeah. And Groove, Groove Barrett is uh, Mountain Mine. That's the translation. Got English. it. Thank you. Yeah. Why did you buy them? So the game plan, you know, coming into the Birdslog and all along wasn't just to be a one project company, it was to come into a district and establish ourselves with, you know, multiple advanced stage exploration projects. Um, we looked at dozens of projects before deciding on Variant and Svarjo. Um, so we, one, the vendor was EMX Royalty, who obviously we know quite well because they they uh, sold us Tom Tebow. The other one, Groove Variant, is from a private Swedish company uh, called Explora Mineral AB. And, uh, you know, they passed exploration, passed historic drill uh, results that show mineralization is open in, uh, in many directions and have not seen, uh, you know, modern systematic exploration. So it, 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 they're very similar to Tom Tebow, both of them. Um, the Groove Barriott project is, uh, you know, has a very significant uh, zone called the North Zone, and uh, it's got 550 meters of continuous mineralization 
uh, that's been historically drilled down to 160 meter depth, it's completely open. So at, at depth and, and somewhat laterally. Um, so that's, that's going to be a walk up drill target. But I mean, we recently just started uh, airborne uh, electromagnetic magnetic survey. So we're going to, we're going to follow the same path of exploring these properties as what we did at Tom Tebow. Right. But what was the game plan here? Just to understand it. So three assets, Tom Tebow obviously significantly advanced in, in relation in comparison to the other two. Is it a case you'll spin out assets or would you be looking at company sales in terms of monetizing events? I mean, how, how do you monetize it for yourself and shareholders? I, I would say, you know, definitely not spin it out. Um, so this keep is it, keep it all together. Right. It's okay. very Bergslog and focused. Um, that's, that's that's important, and then um, you know we get we get these assets up to a to a certain level of of interest from a major, and then you know uh, go go for a monetizing event at that time. Okay, really clear. Um, just leave us final thoughts in terms of with the money you've got available. You are going to be. I know you're going to try and work out how you come at it next year. But what are the thoughts you want to leave investors and potential investors with? No. So District Metals is, I mean, we started with one project and, and, uh, you know, we, now we're a, we're, we're a full blown company. We're, you know, we're running on all cylinders right now. Uh, things are very, very busy and there's a lot of, you know, a lot of excitement, um, you know, in Sweden with, with what we are doing. Um, you know, the, the fact that we'll, we'll likely be drilling three different advanced stage exploration properties next year. Um, really gives us a, a good shot at, at getting a property to advance it to to a stage where you know there could be interest from from a major 